listening to First Church Charlotte. One Pastor Nathan here. It is an honor to spend a few moments with you. We are taking a break, a break from the Gospel of Mark, finishing up uh, chapter number eight, and we are going to look at a few subjects that I think are helpful, and we'll finish. Uh, we'll get back, I should say, into the Gospel of Mark soon. I'm reading Psalms. 57 verse number two, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. I cry out to God, not just, not just any deity. <laughs> I'm crying out to God who fulfills his purpose for me. Each one of us has a definitive, purposeful, intentional purpose that represents God's investment in us. I know it's a strange thing to think this way if you are um, primarily, if you spend most of your time in a modern mindset, but I absolutely want to emphasize to you something that is shown in every book of the Bible, and that is God has a purpose for his people. God has a big investment in you. Everything that you are, everything that you have, it reflects how God would use you, how God would call you, how God would inspire you, how God would place you to represent his kingdom here on earth. This should matter to us. We have little to do with our salvation. All we can do is present our heart to God, repent of our sins, take on his name through spiritual adoption, live in such a manner that his spirit can indwell us. But if it were not for Calvary, we wouldn't even be able to do that. If it were not for mercy and grace, we wouldn't even be able to turn our heart toward God. Salvation is not our accomplishment, it's God's accomplishment. And we praise him, lest we err in thinking we did it. But what are we invited to do? What are we invited to be a part of? There's more at stake than just us. There is the purpose of God. There is the calling of God. There is the reason for which God placed representatives of his heart here in earth, on earth, the church, whose purpose for existing in this context, remember, we're gonna exist for eternity with him in heaven. But here we have a purpose. Now we have a place. And this is what we are, all of us, invited to be a part of, the kingdom of God, representing his heart uh, to the world. As a result, our choices, what we do with his investment in us, we have all been given talents of gold, so to speak. How will you invest what the master has given you? It's not an accident that he left you in charge of those talents. It's not a mistake that God left you in charge of those abilities. You're invested by God here, now, to make a, different, to make a difference and manifest the kingdom of God to the world. Um, uh, admittedly, we don't think this way all the time. 
A lot of time we fall into the habit of, you know, focusing on self, self-perfection, me and mine, not the kingdom, not the calling, not others. But that is a continual challenge of the scripture to get God's people filled with faith, believing that through God they can make a difference, and then in the place where God has sent them, placed them, he has missioned them in that place. They have to be full of faith. They have to believe that through God they can. And then they have to believe that they are here on point, on purpose, and begin to make a difference there. When people of God do that, the community experiences it as the love of God, the heart of God. And the community responds to that which they are experiencing. And I'm praying that in your life and my life, we each of us can manifest the heart of God to our family, our friends, our neighbors, our community. We are placed, we are invested. God has a lot riding on us. Now he can get someone else. If we vote with our feet and don't show up for duty, uh, he, he has other people we know not of, other children, other sheep. But if you wanna be involved, you need to believe that God has a purpose for your place where you are and God has a purpose for your personality how he fashioned and formed you he has uh, expectation of return on the investments he made in you how do we know if we are not living in the purposes of God how do we know if we are missing the call of God well a few things that I think should serve as types of warning lights on the dashboard of our of our uh, our life uh, the first one is blatant sin uh, when we choose sin it's different than error choosing sin is the choice of a way you're not you know making a bad decision in the heat of the moment it's the difference in um, the crime of passion in the moment and premeditated it matters because it reflects not what you're capable of but who you are do you see when you premeditate that's who you are uh, when you react, well, that's what you're capable of. <laughs> Those aren't the same things. And so we, all of us, uh, we need to look at blatant sin as a challenge to who we can be in God, as a limiter to the difference we can make. That won't make us perfect, but what that does is show the seriousness of our heart in trying to please God and know God. Another thing that uh, should serve as a warning light, uh, kind of on your dashboard, so to speak, and that is if you, if you don't have a sense of joy in your walk with God, now I don't mean everything you do is joyous. I mean you at some point are capable, you are in some reasonable expectation of service, worship, place, mission, you find a joy in the work. Nobody likes all of it, but there should be something that is spiritually refreshing and it feels like joy to you. Uh, if you're maybe the type of person who doesn't think of themselves as having that joy emotion a whole lot, it maybe it should, another word that would help you is a sense of spiritual fulfillment. I'm glad to be involved. I'm glad that God chose me. I'm glad to do what I can. I'm not too good to show up and do my part and rejoice in whatever good thing that happens. I don't need a celebrity jet in order to have a good attitude. I, I find fulfillment in the work and the calling of God. Uh, if you don't have any connection with joy, uh, you don't have any sense of fulfillment, you're probably living beneath 
the place where God would like to place you and see you grow into the work that God would like you to accomplishment uh, to accomplish. Uh, also, another warning sign is if in your relationship with God you feel the primary primary emotion you have is one of being stuck. It's kind of routine, ritual, no change. No, uh, that's a warning sign in your life that um, you aren't pursuing spiritual purpose. If nothing else, you should have some sense of a goal, some good, some influence, some change, some mission, some calling that you want to fulfill in your life. And so uh, I want to try to give you a handful of things uh, in response to the warning lights on the dashboard, all right? Uh, the first thing is this. If you acknowledge that you seem to have lost momentum uh, in mission, uh, if you can acknowledge that you feel stuck or there's not much fulfillment in your walk with God or joy um, in your calling and your mission, or even if you're content to uh, hide blatant sin, um, I want you to start by approaching God and asking Him for wisdom. Uh, the Bible teaches us that if we ask, um, he, he will respond to that sincere request. And so uh, I want to start with this obvious truth, James 1 and 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him or her. Uh, so this is good news. God's invested in you. Uh, and if you would like help, help is available. If you would like wisdom, wisdom is available. You just need to remind yourself that the primary manner in which God speaks to his people is through his word. I don't necessarily mean a prophetic voice in your life, although that can be very much a part of the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, I'm talking about the Word of God. God speaks to you through His Word. And if you don't spend time in His Word, you will struggle to know His heart. Or if you do not rightly divide His Word, you don't put things that go together together. But instead, you haphazardly placed some commandment uh, from the, an Old Testament context into your New Testament love language, <laughs> um, there's a good chance that um, you will in some way have confused yourself. You need to ask God for wisdom. You need to humble yourself, go to the word of the Lord, show me the difference I can make. And here's the interesting thing is he, if you will spend time in the Bible, you'll begin to understand the heart of God. And once you begin to understand the heart of God, what moves God, it's very easy to find what you can do for God. But if you do not understand the heart of God, it will seem crazy, even ridiculous, that you would know the, uh, what to do to please God. Uh, let me repeat myself. If you understand the heart of God, then the work of God is everywhere. But if you do not understand the heart of God, then the work of God seems like a never-ending, ongoing mystery. Psalms 119, 105, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God's word brings light to the dark paths of our life. And if we don't know what our next step is, if you'll pray, if you'll ask God for wisdom, if you will open his word, if you'll say, God, I want to know your heart, if you will do that, then you will begin to see in your life, you will begin to perceive in your specific uh, circumstance how God can use you, your abilities, your talents, 
um, and you will see how the needs are overwhelming and the work is everywhere because you're exposed to the heart of God. Um, once you start having a sense of the heart of God, well, what did we do? Now, we, we, we recognized we weren't where we needed to be. We had warning lights in our life. And first, we went to God and we said, God, open my understanding. Help me. I need wisdom. Uh, then we reminded ourselves that God's going to speak to us consistently through His Word. There might be seasons in our life where we have uh, impartations of the Spirit and gifts of the Spirit, but that will move with our ability to perceive the nearness and the nowness of God. But if I open His Word, it's not dependent on me. Does that make sense? It's right there. And as I spend time in God's Word, what I... I begin to understand is that, um, you know, the heart of God will change my vision of other people. Uh, I can't say I love God if I don't love people. This is, this is a John writing in his epistles. I can't say that I am committed to God if I'm not committed to my brother or my sister, do you see? Uh, and so this way of asking, seeking, knocking, this way of opening the word of the Lord and letting it change us, um, it will lead us to the next step, which is I need to determine what my gifts, my abilities, my talents are. I, I, need, to, I need to think about my strengths. I need to think about my interests. God has given me a very discreet, a very unique set of gifts, strengths, abilities, and even interests. And God will use all of that to help other people. Um, whatever your place is, whether you are Peter begging to get out of the boat, or you are Thomas insisting on seeing the wounded side of Christ, God can use that because there's other people like you. There's people who, like Peter, shoot first and aim later. And there's other people like Thomas who, if you don't prove it, if you don't show them, uh, they're, they're just going to sit on, let's, let's just, you know, all stay calm, move in an orderly fashion. Your personality will be used by God to reach the people who need you. I've seen this in my own life. I've seen it where I wrestled with things I thought were primarily weaknesses and weaknesses only. I struggled to see how God could use them at all. But in time, I understood that God would use the very thing that nearly killed me, I thought it was a weakness, as a strength to help someone else who was facing a similar challenge, a, a similar circumstances, circumstance of weakness or struggle. Um, Proverbs 11 and uh, 14 uh, tells us this, where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Why am I reading that scripture? You need to bring other people into your life. So you have, you have, considered your specific abilities, your specific talents. You, you've reminded yourself that um, 
Sometimes something that you think is a weakness will be used by God to help other people in a different context. Now you need to bring other people into your life. In other words, one of the ways that God will help you find your purpose is to connect you with his body. One of the ways God will use you to be a blessing to people that perhaps you can't even perceive is how God will connect you to his body. Um, some church leadership errs when they try to cookie cutter the church um, and they want everybody in the church to be a thumb, say. Um, they want everyone in the church to be an elbow and only the elbows do it right. Everyone else is suspect. This is, this is an error and I've made this error in my own life, so I'm sympathetic to it. This is an error. Um, there is a great diversity of divine investment in people of faith. If you stay alone, it's very difficult for the people in your life to be effectively introduced to everything they need because you are not connected to the body of Christ. You are existing as an individual member, do you see? But when you're connected to others, you're able to begin the process of bringing people first to a relationship with God, then to a family of spiritual connection, then to a great multiplicity of different personality types and abilities. And they find their place in what they can do. Uh, we, all of us, have to be connected to other people. We have to be, in some way, integrated in the body of Christ. Some of the best teaching on this subject of discovering your abilities and your talents and acting on behalf of those abilities and talents uh, is done by uh, the pastor, uh, Pastor Rick Warren, author of The Purpose Driven Life. Um, his book on that subject is uh, probably one of the best organized and most helpful resources that I've ever come across. And he uh, sums it up into uh, the various uh, elements of your purpose. And he organizes it into five purposes that you have. And I, uh, here as we end today, I want to I want to give you those five purposes because I believe they are just tremendously, tremendously helpful. Uh, first of all, you were planned for God's pleasure. God created us for his own divine pleasure. And so our first purpose, our first purpose is to live lives of real worship because we were created for God's pleasure. Uh, secondly, we were formed for God's family formed for God's family. And so our second purpose is to engage and embrace real fellowship with others, other believers, not just for the entertainment of self, but for that synergistic spiritual completion that comes about when God puts people from wildly diverse backgrounds together and shows them his heart. They, the church, transformed by the heart of God, represents that in their community. Thirdly, in their community. Thirdly, we were created to become like Christ. Now, it's, it's gonna take a lot of grace, mercy, and, and spiritual power to make any of us like Jesus, but that is where we are headed. 
until the day where we are called away to be with him and we are face to face with God and we become as as he is. So if we are created to become like Jesus Christ, then the third purpose of our life is to pursue real discipleship, to work on us as we seek to become like Jesus. And you'll see this in the New Testament when we take it seriously. Jesus um, in one passage talks about how you, you've been faithful in these small things. Therefore, I'm going to make you, uh, I'm going to give you authority in much larger larger things. Uh, this purpose we need to take seriously. We are every day becoming more and more like Jesus Christ. Number four, um, we were shaped to serve God, to serve His interests, and therefore we must in our lives practice real ministry. If we are the end of the story, then we there's no point in us taking a cross. Uh, for ourselves, do you see? Um, the cross is spiritual purpose, the lesson of the cross, spiritual purpose, my life for yours. Um, this fourth purpose is us to find, discover, pursue real ministry. And finally, you are created for spiritual mission. This fifth purpose in your life, created for spiritual mission. That means we must take seriously evangelism. We must help tell, share, witness, testify, teach, mentor others. This is how we live out God's heart. So uh, real quick, and again, Rick Warren does a beautiful job of organizing this. Plan for God's purpose, formed for God's family, created to become like Christ, shaped to serve God, made for a mission. How do we live that out? Well, uh, we live lives of worship. We live lives of fellowship. We pursue real spiritual discipleship. We commit to real ministry to and for others. And we live out real evangelism to help other people join in the mission of serving God and being in right relationship with our Creator. Believe you have a purpose. Believe you have a calling. Make a serious commitment to it. Parent talk, parents, talk to your children about it. This is what real Christianity looks like when we take seriously the purposes of God in our life, in our gifts, in our place, and we make a real difference. If you're in the Charlotte area and you do not have a church, we would love to host you at First Church, two services on Sunday, 9.15 a.m. and 11 a.m. Uh, I and uh, other members of the staff are out in the, vo the, 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 the foyer um, before every service, so you can come right in, we'll meet you, um, and we will, we will try to host you well. God bless you, have a great week, we love you. Listening to First Church Charlotte. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four or five stars. By doing so, you will help others find our free podcast and bless them. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, come worship with us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times, church ministries, and so much more, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to help support our efforts, please text GIVE to 704-445-5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come, worship with us. Thank you.
Thank you.